Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we enjoy conversation with each other of the truth of scripture, theological truth, and then once a month, we will cover a question segment from your questions sent in to coffeewithvern at gmail.com. Well, Boker Tov, Boker Tov, Malone, you know what that means? I do not. Good What's morning. That? Good morning. Good morning. Good Hebrew? afternoon and good evening. Hebrew? Yeah. Yeah. Boker Tov. I wish Dr. Wilbanks would watch this. Well, welcome back to Coffee with Vern. How you doing? Jesse, how you doing? He's over there. I'm good. He can't hide. He <laughs> he said, there's not a mic. Yo, I can't hide. You just keep finding mics. Yep, that's right. I just keep pulling things out of the shelf and I go, here you go. Yeah. You're on today. Well, welcome back to Coffee with Vern. If you haven't noticed, my lovely special co-host is back. The lovely Malone. I can use a different adverb if you'd like for me to the amazing Malone. I don't know. We, the magnificent Malone. That's it. That's it. Whatever. Magnificent Malone. This is your show. This is <laughs> Water Malone. Water Malone. Malone. Post Malone. I get called that now. <laughs> you definitely don't look like no. that. <laughs> you don't have tattoos on your like eyebrows. The antithesis <laughs> of Post Malone. So he's been out for a few he's, years. He is pre Malone. And people early on were calling me that. I was like, who is that? Um, before he was really wide, right. widespread. So. Well, we can, I mean, we can draw some barbed wire tattoo on your forehead if you want us to. He he has barbed wire tattoo on his forehead. So you definitely yeah. don't look like him. That's a good thing. Uh, Josh Heath always wants me to, or, well, he does it to you. And he called it out one time I did it. And I was like, hey, Malone. Because doesn't he run around trying to scare you doing that? Yeah, that's something him, him and... Uh, I think Carson. Yeah. That's some kind of, they just say, hey, Malone. I don't know. How many, he's got tons of videos of like him trying to hide and scare you. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Coming soon. Yeah. To social media near you. There you go. <laughs> we need to like start a TV show and we need to either get Jesse to do it or we hire somebody specifically for this, but we'll make it like the office where they just document everything. I would do it. Well, I don't want to be in it. Bet. Been kind Deal. of a trend throughout the years here, even yeah. with prior staff. Yeah, I think we should do it. Um, we we just need to figure out what characters we would all be. But welcome back. Today is going to be fun and laid back. Um, why not? You know, uh, it's been it's been a long morning already uh, for me. I had a great breakfast with my brother Jesse Holmes. Um, I'm on my I don't know what number of coffee this would be, but this has espresso, so I'm excited. If you can't tell. Not it hasn't kicked in yet, but I'm feeling good. I'm ready. Malone's back, and that's what I'm excited about. I've missed you these last couple of weeks, bro. I have. I put a cup there in memorial of where you would sit, and that's just like wrong of me, but I did. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking forward to having you back for today. I so um, we're gonna dive on in this morning. We we've got a fun kind of conversation. I told Malone he asked what we were talking about, and I said. Um, well, you know, we're just going to kind of have a chill conversation. You've been out teaching. You got to teach six weeks, right? Um, in the absence of Pastor with his hip replacement surgery. That's correct. Six. So Mullen did six Sundays. You walked through Psalm 119. You got through six, I guess, parts of it because it's broken into the letters of the alphabet. Um, how many verses did you end up doing? Do you remember? Um, I only made it through believe verse 48 yeah that's i think if i go back to my notes i think that's right 
Uh, it was really good. I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Um, enjoyed that series of walking through Psalm 119. Um, encourage you guys to walk through Psalm 119 in your own reading. It's a great chapter, long, long chapter. Um, but Malone is back. Pastor Larry is officially back and in the office. He's down there right now, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's officially back. So Malone has kind of stepped back into his normal role, um, which would be missions and discipleship and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got him back in on the show. And so today we've kind of been talking about in youth. Uh, we talked about it last week. Last week we talked about Bible reading. Um, and we gave a lot of statistics about how it's just not something that's done. It's not something to, if uh, you would have been in here, Malone, with the statistics we were throwing out, you would have probably been appalled as well. Um, it's kind of a spinoff of what you talked about in your last message, though. And I was sharing how a lot of your messages dealt with um, the importance of Scripture in our life. You could always see there is at least one point where you pointed to we must be in the Word. Um, the Word is essential uh, for the, the believer. Um, and so with my students, I've been trying to encourage them that you need to be in your Bible. You need to be studying and laboring in the text. And so today, I was like, you know what? We talked about it last week. We still can't have a question episode because I'm about to roast some people, Jesse. Here we go. No one's emailed me. All right. Okay. Now, if you decide to watch this and email me today, I'll show you some grace. And I'll be like, you know what? I did get a question. Not not towards you, but about the question episode. Can anyone oh. send a question? Anyone. I think people are thinking it's just youth can no. send in questions. Hello. Hey, shout out to every single person. Uh, you can send in, in. I don't care if you're a member of the church. If you're not, if you are live in Portland, Oregon, send me your questions. That was oddly specific. I think it's because I made a joke about Portland, Oregon today uh, with... Um, I, I don't know if any of my other youth pastor friends watch this, but we, Scott Johnson calling you out, bro. We love you, by the way. But he just took a new position down in Graniteville. And the joke has been that he works now in Portland, Oregon, because he's late to every meeting. Um, <laughs> so that would be why. But, yeah, oddly specific. Sorry. I don't know why. Um, I mean, we did have a listener from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. So Okay. Hey. Wow. Praise God. There you go. But anyone... To answer your question, anyone from the youngest to the oldest, hey, church members or non-church members that are not youth, please send it because I think you watch more than my youth. Roast, youth, roast. Hey, by the way, last week, guess what? You know, I called them out last week. They actually watched last week. The, the, I told you they would watch the week I roast all of them. So let's see if they do it twice, okay? So roast. Um, but we've been talking about reading scripture last week. We talked about that. And so this week, I thought we'd have a little opportunity for every one of us to share, um, kind of walk through how we approach scripture in our quiet times. Not necessarily, I don't know if you have a different method to how you approach the text when you're teaching compared to just in your daily routine. Um, I know I kind of have two different approaches and I've shared that with the students uh, in our Ecclesia Bible study, but how all three of us kind of approach the text and maybe somebody can pick up a pointer uh, for maybe that person that doesn't know how to approach the text right now. Maybe you're just like, Lord, I need I need to have a hunger and I don't know where to start. Maybe this can encourage you. But I don't think it's talked about sometimes enough. And I'm one that learns from other people in a sense. Like what may work for you, I may try and it may work great for me. Um, or some of the methods I've taken on are from other pastors, other guys have poured into my life. Um, 
I'm not one that just sits down and finds this new method, right? I, I kind of spin my methodology off of others. So that's what we're going to do today. Sound good? Mm-hmm. We're going to make the man behind the camera go first because he is lonely over there and he loves me. I'm not lonely. Yeah, you I'm, are. I'm you perfectly need to be right here by me. Mm. Um, I want you right here. I'm going to buy a long XLR so that you can't be like, oh, the microphone's too short. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but okay. So Jesse, I'll post the question to you first All right. and then we'll kind of go around. Uh, so what is your daily Bible study routine look like? Well, we talked a little bit about it. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I'm not Probably last week. Well, I do mine in the morning. Uh, I do it first thing when I get here. Uh, it is just not feasible for me to do it at home. Why um, would that be? Jesse? Well, you know, I have two lovely daughters, toddlers, <laughs> who cannot decide if they want to wake up at 7.30 or 6. So, um, you know, can't, can't count on that time. Uh, so I, um, come in, this first thing I do is crack open my Bible at my desk and, and jump into it. Um, so other than that, how are you asking, like how I choose what I read? Yeah. Like how you, how maybe your methodology to studying or, you know, when we get to mine, I'll share how I do it. But do you pick a book and walk straight through it or you walk um, through certain parts? Man, it, it really just depends. Sometimes I do pick a book. Like I have gone through Proverbs or Ephesians, um, very fine tooth comb. Um, but this past one, I've, I've just, I've been focusing on going through the early days of the, the church, mm. um, which I just finished up. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it really just depends on, it's kind of what, what hits me what I've been listening to, what it tends to be what I dig into in my okay. own uh, study. Uh, like I've done a, a minor prophet study, that sort of thing. It just it really just depends on on things that I'm listening to outside of or hearing outside of my um, quiet time. So. And you you read when you get here. I've walked in mm-hmm. and I've seen you study, and you. Um, and you just, how do you approach the text? You read the text straight through? Do you spend certain points? Yeah, no. So I have the the ESV, the big, the study Bible. The extra um, spiritualized version. Yes. Um, so I don't read through the whole thing and then go back. I read, um, it could be one verse, it could be a couple, and mm-hmm. then I study um, Good. the notes part of it. Um, highlighter, I'm a big highlighter guy. Um I will probably forget some of the reasons I have highlighted some things, but sure. I highlight a lot. Uh, every now and again, I will I'll journal, um, but I have found that sometimes that takes me out of my reading. Yeah, um, but I definitely uh, I don't read the whole chapter or whatever I'm reading you all the way through. Take I, portions, yeah, and chew. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. That's kind of where I was getting at. Uh, one of the questions a lot of students kind of ask me is, you know how should I approach this? Should I read a chapter a day? Should I read multiple chapters a day? Should I read a verse? And I think everybody kind of has a different Mm -hmm. way that they can't, we're all wired differently. Like for me, I need, I, what I try to do is read a chapter and then go back and break up little portions. But some people can read through four chapters and retain all of it. And so good. Anything else you would want to add in on any pointers or you, so Jesse's a research guy. He went to Georgia Tech. <laughs> so he, you were able to just focus and study and pull out from that. 
Whereas like some, for some people, maybe writing is how they focus. Right. So that's good. Absolutely. He has a special brain that me and Malone <laughs> don't have because we didn't go to Georgia Tech. <laughs> All right. Well, Malone, now I will throw it at you. So share with the people. Um, are you in the same boat as, well, are you in the same boat as Jesse where you can't focus at home because you have younglings? Younglings. That's my word for today. I'm in the same boat, but I, I just, uh, I'm a, I'm an early bird. So I get up before everybody's awake and that's when I have my time. Uh, so. Well, walk us through, like, how do you approach the, the, the text in your quiet time? What works for you? Okay, well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's changed a lot over the years. That's good. I, d I don't uh, necessarily keep the same system. Uh, I would say the past two years have probably been the most consistent, and that's uh, reading uh, reading a few chapters, then I try to write a takeaway. That's good. Uh, but I, I mentioned this before, but I'm right now, I'm in Robbie Gowdy's Foundations reading plan. And it's called a, it's a reading plan for busy believers, but it's a chronological reading plan, and you don't hit every single verse of scripture because you have some books like King, Second, uh, First, Second Kings, First, Second Chronicles. There's a lot of redundancy there, so you won't read both of those. Instead, you'll just read the Chronicles account or the Kings right, account, but right. you go through it chronologically. Uh, it tries to hit on the major plot points of scripture, uh, but you're pretty much going from Genesis to Revelation in a year. Uh, Monday, it's set up for Monday through Friday because they recognize folks are going to be at church on Sunday, but I still try to, on those other days, read Proverbs, something of that nature. But uh, So that devotional right now, you're looking at two to three chapters of scripture a day, mm -hmm. and one of the things that's been really helpful for me, but also Kristen, my wife, uh, we both said the same thing, that I'm able to retain so much more because uh, he has a system. It's called HEAR, like H-E-A-R. Okay. And the whole point is when you're reading that passage is try to find one thing that really spoke to you, stuck out, or maybe something you want to know more, and you highlight. That's what H stands for you highlight then so you highlight that verse you can either literally highlight it you're supposed to journal with it as well so my highlight is just writing that verse out word for word then the next letter is e and you're supposed to explain so you can explain that verse what is it saying uh, and a lot of times i'll use a study bible just to make sure i'm looking at this the right way because uh, you know sometimes uh Sometimes you, your understanding is not necessarily what the author intended. Right. So I try to have, that's my checks and balances. The next letter is A, apply. How does this apply to my life? Um, how does this passage that spoke to me apply uh, to me uh, today? Then the last letter is R, respond. And you're supposed to just write out a little prayer uh, oh, that's good. That, that corresponds yeah. with it. So it, that you. spells here. And uh, even when I'm done with this book, I'm probably going to continue doing that. Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've done journals before, but Chris and I are both, we have a little moleskin, and our books are almost full. And I've said, I've never done that before. I've never had a full 
from doing that method. A full journal. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, so me too. It's been really helpful. Again, that's Robbie Gowdy's foundations. And in, in the, each day when it prescribes you your reading, it also gives you kind of a summary of what you're reading right. to give you kind of a heads up. Because uh, if you come to a passage that you're not really familiar with the context, you might just breeze through it and say, what did I just read? Like yeah. Isaiah, for example. They'll kinda, right. He'll kind of give you like a brief little one-paragraph summary of, what's of, what, you're, going of on. what you're about to read. So when you do read it, you're just like, oh, okay, I know what's going on here. Right. Um, so uh, right. I've been going through that book. And I also have a devotional. Uh, it's my daily devotional. Those have been out for several years, and mm-hmm. that's kind of a Southern Baptist thing, but... It's all. It's about. I believe it's fifty-two different pastors uh, in our country, and they each take a week. Yeah, and they give you a, a Monday through Saturday devotional, really quick little little tidbit. Um, but that's been my process uh, this past year. But previously, I've done like U version. Um, I've gone through periods of time where I, I did my quiet time with my tablet or my iPhone, and it was helpful. Um, so that there's no Right, no some people that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they have on the U version where you can do... So to do a plan, right? Yeah, you could do a plan. You could do the plan with other people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so you, you have a bunch of people who are doing the same thing with you, help you be accountable. It's like an accountability yeah. group in it. I've done that, and it's been helpful. Lately, though, I like having my my physical Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I feel like there's just, uh, when you have a worn out Bible or pages that have markings, I I just, it's a tangible thing to say, Hey, there's, there's some miles in this thing. Um, so that's where I am personally, but, uh, I've done it differently over the years. I've had, I've gone through seasons where I did focus on one book, um, at a time, maybe like a gospel, just kind of with a microscope through, but I have realized this, and I've heard, I've heard teachers and preachers uh, say this, that your study for a sermon or for a class cannot replace that quiet time. And That's I, good. early on, I thought, yeah, you know, but I'm still in the Bible. You know, I'm still learning. But I've learned just in, in my short years of ministry is way different. It's oh, way 100%. Different. I do not get what I, uh, when I'm preparing for a message, I do, I get a lot. But when I'm just having that, that personal time in another area of the scriptures, I, I get a, I get a whole lot more. So, yeah, I, that's good. I'm, I'm probably going to try that method out because I'm kind of in a season where not my sermon prepping and message prep has replaced my quiet time it hasn't replaced it um but the methodology of how i prepare a message i've been it's kind of been leaking into my quiet time and so i'll get stuck and i'm not moving through the text like i would like to and my i think my biggest thing is i'm one that i'll find something i'll hang out for months you know and so and that's a good that's a good thing and a bad thing in itself you know um in a sense because I want to work through the Bible every year. Mm-hmm. Um, That's something I believe it was Martin Luther. Um, one of the reformers talked about there. Uh, and I think it was Martin Luther that went in and kind of labored in on the importance of 
working through the Bible yearly, how it was such a encouragement in his life, but also became a necessity. Um, and I have never done that. And so I'm probably going to, I might have to get that plan. Something I'm in Matthew right now. Um, so to kind of just go off of what I'm doing, cause I'm trying, I'm in a season where I'm really trying to figure out what works and yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. I finally have found what works in message prep really well for me, but my quiet time, I'm trying to figure out what Lord, where can I learn the most from? And so I wake up like on Tuesdays, I do it after we film this, but most mornings I wake up and I start my reading at seven o'clock, make my coffee at six 30 and I read at my house. Um, and I have a candle. If you want to know the process, I have a candle and everything, but um, I approach the text and I'll walk through books. That's how I'm doing it right now. So I'm in Matthew. Um, I'm in Matthew, the end of Matthew six today. Uh, and I'll start Matthew seven tomorrow, but I kind of just read, um, enough to where I can retain it. So if I know I can retain that whole chapter, I read, I read that whole chapter or sometimes I'll read that whole chapter and then I'll go, okay, I'm not going to retain that. I'll go back and reread a part that I can so I can walk out with it. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I would love to fill up a moleskin. Uh, that's what I use, those journals. If you don't know what a moleskin journal is, it's that nice paper. <laughs> and I've never been able to do it because I'm like, well, what do I write? So I right now, what I, I use the ESV Jesus Bible because it has big margins on it. And so I'll write questions out to the side or true statements. Um, one thing that's always helped me is a method I pulled from my mentor, Daniel Barta. Um, and he always challenged us to, in our study of scripture, find one truth statement. And I think that's kind of what you were talking about, um, what you will write down, but something that is descriptive of God's character, um, descriptive of God's whatever, um, but ultimately something that points you vertical, not horizontal. Um, and so I'll do that. But one thing I also do for my prayer life, and maybe we can get in on this a little bit, is I have to journal in my journal my prayers or my brain goes elsewhere. So in my house on a morning, depends on what morning. Sometimes it's very busy and we're all up or sometimes I'm the only one that is up in the back of the house. So it, it, it it's never consistent at my house right now. And that's not a complaint. It's just a fact. So and, and when I come here, it, I never get that time alone. And so. I have to do it at my house, but I'll write my prayers down and I'll fill up a moleskin with that. That's the only way I can, I can pray and stay focused. I mean, that's a, that's a methodology I've taken from Twin Extreme with Debbie Williams back in sixth grade. I still to this day. Yeah. She taught me that and I still use it. Uh, shout out to Miss Debbie. But, um, yeah, how I approach it is I pick books. Um, and I want to try that though. Uh, because you were right when you're talking about um, Chronicles and Kings, how some of those narratives repeat yeah. themselves and you're hopping in different areas. Um, I think maybe where some of my students struggle, maybe even some adults, and this is where I struggled when I was a kid. So if either one of you have some maybe some advice on this, and this might go with you, Mullen, and your kind of method, um, is sometimes it can be daunting to just approach a book like Isaiah. I know for me, like Isaiah is one of those big books that I'm like, I want to accomplish that and I want to know what it says. But it's daunting when you approach it. There's a lot of historical context. There's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, but what if, if either one of you maybe have some pointers on maybe for that student or adult? I know some of my students, these are the questions I'm getting, so I can speak to them on it. 
but maybe so it's not just for me. Maybe y'all have some advice, but for the student that's just trying to figure out where do I start, what would be your best recommendation? I have mine. They've heard mine, but maybe from one of y'all. Well, uh, it's a tough question. It is. I've always heard this, and you you said it earlier. We're all wired differently. Everything that James and I just said is not going to work for it might Jesse. Not. It's not yeah. going to work for the same person. That's right. Um, it can hearing other people's methods is motivating. I think. Um, yeah. But I think I've heard somebody say it like this, and this this goes to anything in life. But I think the best. Um, Bible study plan is the one that you're doing. Um, hmm, that's so, good. Uh, just like the best Bible translation is the one that you read. Uh, so uh, you can go back and forth on it all day, but it's really up to the individual. But I would say just to, if students or whoever's tuning in today, uh, my best uh, bet for a reading plan, I mentioned you version. I know most of you have phones right. uh, if you don't have a phone uh good that's awesome that is a virtue uh you just pick up your bible um but you can you can actually print out a reading plan yeah all you got to do is google it google a chronological reading plan and it'll be one sheet of paper and it'll prescribe you what what to read that day um but you know with technology we're able to you just, said alert just click on it yeah. it even lets you know hey you're behind Hey, yeah, that's does. one thing yeah, that does. Is made it, me feel bad well, you about you version. You haven't visited you version in a month. Come yeah. back. Oh. <laughs> so my phone's convicting me. I know, right. so, that's what I would prescribe. I tell you what, though, I didn't. Uh, Jesse mentioned this, but <clears throat> you, you talked about going to a book like Isaiah. I never had a study Bible mm-hmm. until I got to seminary. Really, and I, that's a virtue. In itself, because some people say, you know, you don't need to focus on a study Bible because the notes aren't infallible. Right. I've right, heard right. that before. But they're helpful. They they're are. Helpful. They are beneficial. Um, yeah. So I, I think, you know, the ESV study Bible, it, it's been around for past decade or more. And it's pretty good. And That's what I use. So when you come to a book like Isaiah, it gives you an introduction of, hey, okay, here's what this book was about. This is the time frame it was written in. Mm-hmm. This is what we know about the author. Right. Here's some of the main themes. Um, so you're able to get that background information. Then you go into um, the actual text, and you just read through it, and you have those study notes to help you, especially. That's right. I'll be the first to tell you prophecy, uh, like Isaiah. Um, I'm looking at those notes um, because it's, too. There's, a lot, there's a lot involved in there. Now, you can get uh, from just a simple reading of the text itself. I think there's power in the text and uh, the Holy Spirit, but having that historical context, it does help, it, it does help you out. But uh, so that's what I would say. Just that's good. If I were to give you two options, I would say, hey, start a reading plan um, or just get you a good study Bible and go from cover to cover. That's good. That's um, good. At your own pace. Yeah. So, right, right. I think that's another thing is like, it doesn't have don't to be try, James's pace. Yeah, don't try and do something that you right. think you should do. That's do right. something that you know you can do. Right, because I will tell you one of the pitfalls while I was in college was um, trying to be like my professors. And these are men that are in their 60s, 70s, well-seasoned, have been doing this for 
many, many more years than me. Mm-hmm. And like one, I had a professor share the story of, oh man, I can't remember who it was. It was Martin Lloyd Jones or who, but of one of the greats of the ministry, <coughs> excuse me, of like the great awakening time and around that time of uh, the early 1900s and how they uh, would wake up at four in the morning and would pray from four to eight. And I was like, man, I want to do that. And so I, I tried. Hmm. I was like, I'm going to be like that guy. And I woke up at five and I tried to pray. And guess what? At 5.15, I was out cold on the floor. Right? And so I think sometimes it can be very daunting and a pitfall to try to compare yourself to someone else's plan or method. Um, but maybe even just to pull a little chunks, like I'm going to try your here method. Um, the Rob, is it Robert or Robbie Gowdy, Robbie Gowdy thing. I'm going to try, it might not work for me, but the here method might work great. You know, you can pull out little parts or walking through a book or trying what Jesse does. Um, but I think that that's really good. Just the biggest thing I always tell students is just start. Yeah. Just get in and start reading and let the Lord show you how much you will fall in love with it. But you got to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about that last week. Yeah. We went in on that last yeah. week. Yeah. You just got to start. And yeah. The more you do it, the more it'll be. It's like guitar. Yeah. Natural. I mean, I when I first started playing guitar, you would have to pull my teeth to make me practice. Yeah. Now it's like I don't have enough time and I want to be in it. You know, it's one of those kind of things. That's good. Um, I think, too, you've heard uh, it might be a different number. But I think if you do something for 60 days, it becomes a habit. It becomes your, a habit. Your number was bigger, but I my like my number was bigger. Sixty days sounds. Sixty days is more approachable. More it might be different, but uh, you take a discipline like reading and the Bible in that quiet time. It's just like someone that runs daily. Uh, you have a runner mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. runs every day. When they take a day off, they feel horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, it messes uh, you up. They feel hard. They feel like they've gained twenty pounds. Yeah, uh, because they haven't had their daily run on that boost of energy that so uh i would say give it give it some time give it give it a month that's good two months and it will become a habit it will become a habit where you when you're not in the word you'll feel it and the people around you will too sounds like uh old j perry davis over here so we were talking about last week perry um who's like my best friend i hang out with every single week uh he I, I kid you not, it's every other week I at least hear him say, man, do something for 90 days, and it's a habit. Okay, And nice. it's usually about flossing um, because he gets <laughs> on to me about flossing. Oh, He's like, you uh, need to floss for 90 days, and you'll do it for the rest of your life. I'm going to need to go uh, floss right now. I, I, I honestly that. feel like I need to go deep wash my mouth every time I bring that up because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, but, does he watch? He sees you eat a lot of donut sticks. I'm not eating a donut stick. Not. And drinks a lot of coffee. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dude, that's, I think if he could take one thing out of my life, it would be the acidic drinks and the sweets. But he loves me enough to say, you know what? You're just going to keep paying me because right. your charges will go up and up and up because I'll be doing root canals. But yeah, he says 90. So here's a gracious, let's just say 60 to 90. Um, and you'll start seeing a habit developed oh, yeah. because I, I'm at that point, And I think we all could say we're at that point. If we miss a day of reading, we, our day stinks for yeah. me it's like oh my gosh I, I i mean last week i told you as soon as we got out i went and read i did but when i miss a day it's tough and so that's good a good point um i think just to kind of close out and i'm let y'all if you want to add anything else um 
but to kind of close out, just get in, just start somewhere. Um, if you don't know where to start, I would say, first of all, pray about it, but then just start reading somewhere. The Psalms, it was one of the, one of the things that made me fall in love with reading the Bible every single day again was I started through the Psalms and I read all 150 of them. That's 150. That's more than 60, 90 days. If you do it one a day. Um, and I'm, I'm like for the students, I'll tell you this, I'm developing a, a Matthew daily reading plan just so if you have nothing else and you want to try something, I'm trying to develop a Matthew daily reading plan that'll be for a certain amount of days that you can repeat over years of your life. Um, but I think we've got some good things. Anything else anybody want to add? Any takeaways real quick before we kind of close out? I think it was good. Yeah, I think that sums it up. Start start somewhere. Yeah, that's right. So that can be in Genesis. That can be... I can be Revelation. It can be anywhere. Start somewhere. Start wherever you want to start. If you start in Revelation, let me know, and I'm going to come lay hands on you to pray for you. Uh, but start somewhere. That's right. Well, Malone, thanks for coming back. I've missed you, bro. It's good to have you back. Well, I'm glad to, glad to be on the show again. Well, Thank uh, you for having me. Hopefully for a question episode, we can get him to wear his jacket again. Remember that one time you wore that jacket? We oh, looked yeah. really cheesy together. Yeah. Brethren. Brethren Morse. Uh, we hopefully we'll have some questions. We'll do a question episode soon, but until then, Shabbat Shalom, go in peace, enjoy your Tuesday, read the word and watch it change your life. Deuces.